Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Well, you know there's a, a winter weather advisory that was in effect. Man, it snowed in California, man. It's the end of days. I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, I'm saying, like, we haven't had snow here. Yeah, I ain't tripping. Um, in forever. I was up in Binghamton on Saturday oh, to see Emma, and it was snow up there. Yeah, of course. They, um, they, they, they make snow. <laughs> right. It actually wasn't a lot, though. It was just like a what they call a dusting. But it was the first time I saw snow all, all winter. We've seen more snow in California yeah. <laughs> than we have here. And listen, Crazy. I, listen I ain't tripping. I'll, I'll be the new Atlanta. You don't mind it. Yeah, let all the other uh, – like they had that big storm like in um, down south and all that stuff snowed mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm cool. We, 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 we've handled our fair share of snow. I, I, ain't, I ain't tripping. Snow in Florida. Miami Vice. Um, but still, it would be interesting to see if tomorrow how, how things work out, right, weather-wise, and does it actually happen? Do we find, Like, you know how it is. We don't have it all winter. And then March comes or April. Remember when there was one year we didn't have snow at all, and then like late March and April we got two yeah. like huge storms back to back. Crazy. Like, like, nope. Here you go. Your turn. Mm. Now Will Reed on Twitter wanted you to know that you don't have to Google too much of her on that work computer. <laughs> Sir Thickums. <laughs> and uh Dallas fans said that you, you gotta stop telling Jalen Brown's business. Man, this is in Black Twitter. Black Twitter, no, but it's you need to bring that to the to the to the oh, general mainstream. public. I brought the mainstream. Okay, you know okay. what I mean. I'm just letting you know if you're betting on him, you don't know he might be a little whip right now. She might be moving in and demanding stuff. Her daughter, the same age he is. That I that blo- she doesn't look. She's 42. Well, I mean, all right. She was an early. She was an early starter. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> she got in the game early. All right, I get it. That's fine. But if that caused him to miss a game tonight, I don't know why. It's personal reasons, but Jalen I mean, Brown's she, not playing against the Knicks tonight. I think she's from here. She could be a Knicks fan, so maybe Spike you know, was like, hey, I got a movie role for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we, need, we, we need a Manchurian candidate. Sweep let's, the let's leg. Practice. Let's practice. <laughs> per- personal reasons because he's, he's a little sore. Uh, <laughs> extra work. Just a little extra work. Yeah. All right, we're in hour number two. It's Barton Hunt, Alejandro Bart Scott. So, Bart, we have the combine beginning tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll hear from Joe Douglas, right? He usually will speak at, at these events. They have the 13th overall pick. State of the Union address. Yeah, they always get they always get that. Like, see if he has anything to say. We know Woody Johnson, he already spoke. He made it clear what he wants, NFL honors, right, before the Super Bowl. So, he made it clear we need a quarterback, whatever it takes. One option that you laid out was if the, if the Bears, with the number one pick, fall in love with – whoever, that would – Bryce Young, is it uh, C.J. Stroud, and they go quarterback at number one, reset their clock, and then say Justin Fields is for sale, you know, the, the highest bidders, and they can get like a big return, and then, you know, somebody else gets a, a young quarterback who's got talent. And you thought the Jets should pursue that. Yeah. Well, Adam that's Schefter – number three. Yeah, you, that's, that's your door number three. Well, Adam Schefter is reporting – that the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick, which obviously means that they are more on board with keeping Justin Fields and continuing his development as he's got the experience already of a couple of seasons, and they feel like that he has all the upside and they can get a lot for that number one pick and maybe get some more pieces in the draft that can help build with Justin Fields. So with that news being kind of, you know, kind of slipped out right before the combine, 
Your reaction is what? I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. Why? Because we haven't even had the underwear Olympics yet. We haven't even had, oh, he's so competitive, he decided <laughs> to throw during the combine when all the other quarterbacks didn't. Yes. Oh, my God, the throw of the week, the yeah. throw of the decade. He rolled out. <laughs> Listen, this is how it be. The throw of the pro day season. Yeah. He, he rolled scrambled, through. He, scr- right? he, he steps up. He scrambles to the left. Yeah. Rolls back. Goes back 55 yards. This is this whole play takes like 80 minutes, right? <laughs> Throws across his body. He's been practicing this throw with this receiver for eight months or three months. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What arm strength. Bro, he had nobody chasing him. He had no defense. It was just basically go to the, go to the end of the, of, the, of the Buick down the street and go and go out. So, we haven't had that yet. But so everybody falls for the banana tailpipe mm-hmm. every single year. So he hasn't had that yet. He hasn't had to be. He hadn't had the Trey Lance. Oh my God, he's such a mature young man. Uh, where you give up three first round draft picks for him, and you still haven't played him. You are yet. mocking the whole process. If you're if, if you're if you're the Forty ers right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, somebody's going to woo woo you. Like okay, so what are they saying? Somebody's going to try and jump the Texans to get there. Like the 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 Colts don't have to worry about Arizona. They're in love, right? Full on out bloom love with with Kyler Murray, the new head coach. Said he took the job because of that. Seattle doesn't need a quarterback. The Lions not doesn't need a quarterback. I can't see Vegas going young because you think about okay, they just you know they just got rid of a veteran quarterback. I can't see them going young with a guy like Devontae Adams, knowing that you know Josh McDaniel has to win now because there's a certain reputation that comes with him. Yeah. He has to get a veteran. And I don't see Atlanta. Atlanta went and drafted Ritter last year. Right. Right? And I think they'll be in the veteran if, if Ritter's the young guy. So who who the hell is jumping up? Who's jumping up well, that hard? Because some... what I'm saying is who's jumping up that far and how much it would take to jump from 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 um, nine at Carolina to jump from nine all the way up th- that many spots? That's going to cost you to trade lands plus some. Mm-hmm. I can't see anybody doing that. Like, Tennessee's not going to do it. Houston has two first-round draft picks. Houston's sitting at number two. What are they going to yeah. do, give up their number 12 yeah, they're gonna, they're, just they're to gonna, take a quarterback? Right. They'll sit at number two, I mean, obviously, right? Now, you could always just – I mean, you could do the, the 2-1 swap, right? Just like, all right, we'll, we'll go first. We'll let you pick second. Like, do something like that. But, but how po- much point is, is that they're, they're, the point is, is that they probably want to test the waters, just like you said. Now, by the way, did you just say something – did you just sing the woo-woo song? Did you go did Jeffrey I- Osborne on me? Did I? Yeah. I don't so know. Somebody sometimes. that woo woo. Somebody's gonna woo woo yeah, somebody. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I go yeah, woo, full woo, Tropic woo, Thunder woo. and I blank out, so I don't even remember what I just said. <laughs> to be honest. You say you you do that, and I just start thinking like, cause you know me, music. So you say yeah. something like that, just triggers in my head. Like that was Jeffrey Osborne, wasn't it? Jeffrey Osborne, re- really underrated singer, man. Got some bangers. Just didn't had just didn't had a look. You know what I mean? What was Kinda wrong like, with the look? He looked like a gym teacher or a bowler, a bowling <laughs> professional bowler. He, you know what I mean? He, he had a look to be like sexy, you know, like Marvin Gaye. All but sexy. that was the '80s, man. How many how many crooners just looked all, yeah. like were ugly? Yo, the whispers look weird. They look like some young, <laughs> big old mustache. I think that was also the look of five the, foot the, two. 
like the the late seventies, no, early eighties, just but, that look was not no, really attractive. No, a lot of those dudes was ugly, hairy, they had received they had receding hairlines, and they didn't right. get haircuts. Got the Nobody horseshoe afro. Yes, yes, and it was like, <laughs> oh, the natural line. Like, no, not the natural line, man. You lost. Cut that stuff off. <laughs> you lost. I mean, because you had because you had the Teddy Pentagrass, who was a handsome dude. Yeah. You had Marvin Gaye, yep. right? You had Smokey. You had mm-hmm. handsome dudes, but there was yep. a bunch of ugly dudes winning that man. <laughs> if you couldn't sing, bro, I don't know if you ever have any kids. Ain't nobody going to lay down with you. <laughs> Just stay in the studio, man. Yeah. I want to go out on tour. No, nah, uh-uh, no, nah, we're uh-uh. not going to do that. Matter of fact, matter of fact, you get in the back. We'll put the handsome guy in the group there, but you it'd be your vocals. He gonna look we'll go Millie Vanilla. <laughs> we go Millie Vanilla. You, you oh, back, you're going to sing, but we're going to have we're going to have Bart go in the front and he's going to sing too, but we're going to turn his mic yeah. off. Yeah, his mic going to be off. It's going to be your <laughs> Don't worry, you you'll get the credits for the lead singer. Yeah, you know, no, you'll you'll still get paid. It's just we'd rather have him up front. Yeah, man. Eight hundred nine nine three seven seven six is Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. All right, so if 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 you take Justin Fields off the table as an option, right, and and now that's one less option, one of the options you were pushing there. Aaron Rodgers is still like the top option. We're all waiting for. So he has finally emerged. He is out of the darkness. I, I imagine we'll hear from him tomorrow. McAfee, right? Will we get that or not? I don't know. Uh, but Joe Douglas probably going to talk. Brian Gutekunst probably going to talk when they uh, when everybody gets to Indianapolis for the combine starting tomorrow. And the the Rogers stuff is still going to hang over, yeah. Because nothing. Uh, it's that's got to be the first domino, right? For everyone, what, including Derek Carr. Yeah, what, it has what, to be the first domino. What perfect timing, right? That he came out of his thing early. I wonder if he's going to address why he came out early. Like, like he came out early. Yeah, he came. Oh, yeah, you were gone. He came out two days early. He only thought, lasted two and a half days. That's not easy to do, dude. Dude, that's total darkness for four yeah, days. But bro, but bro, you get into your thoughts, man. I'll tell you what, I would no, never last. This dude had a hot tub in there. <laughs> it, it, it ain't that bad. They like being snowed in. It's he a, hot, a hot, tub, hot tub, but it's the dark. It's the darkness part of it, Bart. It'll I make think, you crazy. I think it had a door where light came through. Maybe it just came in as a four leaf clover, fake four leaf clover. But the front door, and they showed inside. It's, I've seen worse. Like I said before, you know, my Bart, nephew voluntarily this, been in a hole, you know what I mean, a couple of times in his 11-year stint in prison. Voluntarily? You know he, can, he can eat that. Well, non-voluntary. Oh, okay. Involuntary. Yeah, yeah. yeah involuntary. Not, not, in, not yeah, involuntarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's not the right word yeah, either. Yeah. So you're, you're telling me that you could have done four days in, in darkness, even with a hot tub and what, and, and gourmet food. You could I'm, still you could do it. What I'm saying is, don't tell me you're gonna do it, and then you only last two and a half. Well, days. he said he's gonna make, try it. He didn't that say just he make, was... that. Just make you look weak, like bro. If you're gonna do that, that, man, you go there and, and, and get high. Well, I don't know if you want to get high in the dark. I would but think you anyway, have to get high, but that but, might even make the experience even. That's what, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like you, like Leeds of Legends and stuff. You're like, <laughs> yeah, man. I was talking to Martin Luther King and uh, oh, forget it. And Tupac, like, oh man, this dude. <laughs> He's doing in there doing strooms and seeing stuff. I there's look, I'll tell you what, there's no the voices that I have, the negative voices I have in my head, you put yeah. me in darkness for even just a day. Yeah. Forget it. It's over. It'd be yes. a wrap. Yeah, that's right. Like there's no chance I can make that. All right. Speaking of which though, speaking of voices, a voice from the Jets past, the voice of, of greatness, of course, Joe Klecko. On with Greeny talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and you know, Joe Klecko doesn't sound like he's on board. Well, I related to the team that we had way back when, when we were bringing everybody up together. You know, Coach, I was caught to, to Coach Sala 
when I was out there one day about Rex Ryan gave him some great advice that bring guys in that know you. I know they have Hackett now, and, of course, there's a marriage between Rodgers and him. But, I, you know, I just, I just don't see a guy that has the baggage that Aaron Rodgers has in his personal life and how he's treated the team of the Green Bay Packers who have gave him everything there is. I mean, I just don't think it fits with these young guys. These young guys are big. You can hurt them as much as help them with a great pair like him. You compare him to Brady. The idea when Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was to win a Super Bowl. The week before the Super Bowl, Brady's calling the guys at night and he's pumping them up and telling them how great you are. You're going to do this and that. And all of them bought in to it because of him and the thing about it is is a guy like him which is going to uplift people i just can't see that in aaron Rodgers. i just can't now bar you again you played in the league a long time played against aaron Rodgers, and you've certainly been covering the league a long time as well and you've seen him at his best and his worst is this a fair assessment of rogers as like somebody that can be negative can be kind of overbearing and might not necessarily be the best fit personally for what is mainly a young Jets locker room. Not at all, man. This is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Like, what are we talking about? This dude is – he's an upgrade to any team in the NFL that maybe maybe outside of eight. He, like, every team in the NFL outside of eight should be like, uh, let me see what Aaron Rodgers can – we, can we make it work? Like, what are we talking about? He is a hired gun. You talk about easy sniper, Kevin Durant, a mercenary. Yeah. Like, this would be hiring a mercenary. Like, don't like I, I, what, what Klecko forgot to mention when he was, you know, breaking down Brady and his experience in Tampa Bay was all the people he fired when he said, give me Gronk, give me Antonio Brown, give me this player, give me that player, draft Tristan Wirth. He fired a lot of guys, too. So don't act like it was all sunshine and roses because I'm sure it's a bunch of people that can't stand Brady's guts because they lost time on the field and they maybe lost their opportunity to be a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and had to start all over again. So let's not, let's not go with that narrative. I think that Aaron Rodgers, who already has a relationship you know, with Zach Wilson, will be good. It's the only scenario, in my opinion, where you have an opportunity if you believe that Zach Wilson can be saved. This is the only scenario that you have an opportunity to save him because we know that Aaron Rodgers is here for a good time, not for a long time. Short time, right? And you want to get something out of that yeah. short time. But you also don't want to – I think what Klecko is trying to suggest is, like, you don't want it to have residual damage. Like where what? Garrett Wilson is not going to say, oh, he yelled at me or he didn't talk to me. Come on, man. That's, come on, man. That's A.A. Ron. That, like, he looked up to him. That's his hero. He going he gonna to be good no matter what. Like, all right, Aaron Rodgers telling me he's like – Aaron Rodgers is the one with the only one, very few quarterbacks with the resume that he can come in and tell you something. You, and you're like, you know, I feel you. The only problem, though, the, best. He's the only problem I have, right, the only problem I have, and, and you know me, I'm already all in, right? I mean, forget it. I'll, I'll, I'll sell my soul for this one because of what all the things you just said, who it is and the resume and all that stuff. I will sell my soul. But will I have trepidation? Oh, I absolutely will have trepidation. My concern would be the stuff we've already known, like this past year, that we know in the offseason he's not around persona non grata. 
You like you're not getting him as a leader. You're not getting him as somebody that's going to come in and rally guys. And Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, you guys come with me and we're going to throw come to come to my my ranch and we're going to throw for like a week and we're going to get to know each other so we're on the same page when training camp starts. I'm not learning you, you're not learning me. We already know that stuff. We're already past that. Like he's not going to do that. Well, he's gotta- not going to be a guy that's going to be the mentor. He's going to be a guy that shows up and says, "Get at my level." And get there as fast as you can. And if you can't, that's on you, not on me. And that's the only issue that I would have. I don't care about media. I don't care about whether or not he could stand criticism, that he couldn't handle New York, he couldn't handle fa- – I don't care about all that. The only thing that I would worry about as a Jets fan if that was announced and it's official were that does he come in here and do the same thing he did last year and does it cost them time? Be- and, and as you said, time is too yeah. valuable with him. It's a short, it's short yeah. shelf life that they cost them time that they couldn't get on the same page and they don't get the results that you would need to get because he's never going to give you extra work. He's just going to come in and show up and it's up to you to catch up to him. But here, here's why I don't care. It's because during that time I have the defense that can, that can keep games close enough that we can still win those games where he lost those games in Green Bay because the defense couldn't hold up. So, listen, anything that Aaron Rodgers does, like even if he doesn't do all that, he still makes them eight times better, right? He makes them eight times better. Just his presence makes the run game better. Just his presence makes the receivers better, right? So, we know that better you know, puts the, puts the Jets in a place where they should be a playoff team. And better means if he starts to figure it out like he did late in the season last year with these young receivers, which I believe that these receivers are more talented than the ones that he had in Green Bay, everything should be accelerated. And who knows that Aaron Rodgers – we know Aaron Rodgers you know, didn't come help out young guys at a place that he was at. We don't know if he wouldn't come and help young guys in a place that's new to him. I think we, don't we know. know that. I think we know. We don't know that. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett might say, hey, man, help me keep stay face, man. Come, come show up. Like, and Aaron Wright, listen, who the hell wants to be in Green Bay in the offseason? Who? Who actually, in the hell? Wisconsin in the summer is actually not a bad place at all. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. Who in the hell? Listen, I knew guys in Green Bay that would fly somewhere else every Tuesday just because there is nothing there. I think Aaron Rodgers can get the best of both worlds. In New York, he might actually enjoy spending time here when it's none football activities going on just because it's freaking New York. Understand that location matters. He may be more apple to say, you know what, I'll go throw with the guys because, hell, I got dinner at Cipriani's later tonight, and I'm going to go catch, hang out with KD and go, go watch it. Well, not KD, he's gone. Well, I'm going to go – damn, who can – hang out with Aaron Judge. We have lost all our stars. <laughs> you don't, you don't gonna, think he wants to hang out with Jalen Brunson? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hang out with uh, Stephen Ross and go, go over the, 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 the expanded plan for Hudson Yards or something like that and then go see, go see uh, a play, go see a play on Broadway, right? A dark play. You know, I don't expect him to go see something with a lot of joy in it. You don't think he'd see a musical, you know, something light? And uh, no, yeah, nah, yeah, dark. Yeah, all right, whatever works. But you're right. Maybe that's what it is. There's just a lot more to do, and maybe he would like to live that life. We don't know because we still are waiting. That's the biggest problem. 
we continue to wait. And that's the first domino, I believe. Because that's, I know I wasn't here last week, but I know the Derek Carr stuff was big news last week yeah. uh, with you and Dan Grasso. Like Derek Carr visits I mean, the Jets. Um, everybody's I mean, waiting for March seventh, though. Everybody's waiting for March seventh because if Lamar Jackson gets a non-exclusive tag, I will run and and deliver those two first-round draft picks to Baltimore. It'll be it'll be it'll be like it'll be like Forrest Gump. When he was just running, everybody stopped. He stopped. Run everybody's forest. waiting. Everybody, everybody's waiting for him. I'm pretty tired now. <laughs> I think I'm ahead back. That's after I. That's after I go to one winning drive and give them the official first round, two first round draft picks. I just kept so, running. Right. So really, so really, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers may have to wait because everybody's waiting to see what the Ravens are going to do with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's a big one too. You're right, and that's a very interesting reports and, about that. And, how he, what he was demanding. And what the Ravens are hesitant to do, and you have told me, and we might need to fight about this. You have told me that you wouldn't do it either, but we might have to fight about that. You got an and? What, what and? What else? And, and, and Danny Jones may be getting a little greedy. Really? They may, say, they may say, you know what? I'll just sign Jimmy G and call it a day. Or I can get the same out of that out of Mitchell Trubisky. Oof. I just threw, to, who's, just threw up in my to, mouth. Who's been to the playoffs twice. Just threw up in my mouth. So I mean that you know we we're waiting to see what that what these um, franchise There's tags no are look like. Way, no way. If he wants forty five million dollars a year, and that's reportedly what they're saying he wants, which would make him still the sixth uh, highest. There paid. is no way that you would rather have Mitchell Trubisky over Daniel Jones. There's not a single Giants I'm talking, fan. I'm talking about Brian Dayball. That I'm would just want telling that. You, I'm sure he can say, "Listen, I can win." Like. Remember, Trubisky got opportunity to be the starter of the Pittsburgh Steelers based off what we thought he did, based off what we thought he did as a backup in Buffalo with Dayball. There's no way. There's no way anybody could possibly say, I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky than Daniel Jones with the Giants. I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky and save $40 million. That's that's a discussion because I can win with Daniel. I can win with Mitchell Trubisky. What happened to you saying that the game? market is the market and the price is the price and all that other stuff? What happened to that, bro? Forty five. That's when I thought he was at thirty five. Well, I don't think so. Forty five. He ain't lost his damn mind. Well, that he gonna be that Daniel that that Daniel Jones gonna be the fourth or fifth highest paid quarterback annually in the year. Now we know that's short lived because mm-hmm. Lamar, Dak, Jalen Hurts, uh, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. And and uh, Justin Herbert is going to change all that this year, but just the fact Still that he had that title. All right, still going to be cheaper, but we'll see. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's like the Fury fight. <laughs> oh, dude. Now, is that like. All right. Did you pay to watch it? I didn't. Hell watch it. no. I refuse to give none boxers. And he finally fought a, a real boxer and lost. And that's Do what you, we expect. Okay, so then, what are you. Because you're a huge boxing fan, you love the fight game. Does does this do anything to Jake Paul? He's just so freaking popular that it's hard to believe that anyone would say, "All right, he's done," because Six you're just mm-hmm. banking off of his fame now, not his talent. But I think people, I think people were starting to question, like, "Man, maybe he is a good boxer because he knocked out, yeah, Aldi, or beat Aldi Silva, a thousand years old, who's not even a boxer. He's an MMA wrestler. Beat an MMA guy, knocked out Nate Robinson, knocked out Woodley twice." Yeah, and it was good because you know people love knockouts, they love violence, and he's a showman. But now when you fight a, a boxer that's young in his career and he's not even a great boxer, that just lets you know that if you fought a real boxer, it wouldn't even be close. Like well, if you fought a good boxer, like you lost there, and you know he got the kiss of death when Drake, uh, uh, four hundred, yeah, bet with him. <laughs> so we know that was, I, you know, it was barbecue chicken when that happened. <laughs> It's almost like where's where's uh where's Mattress Mac? Did he throw some money down? <laughs> exactly. He tweeted, he tweeted this stuff. Like, he comes off as you know this this arrogant you know this attitude. That's what sells today. Now the guy that just you know I'm better than you. Yeah, the Conor stuff. McGregor stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but but he tweets that don't judge me by my wins, judge me by my losses. Congrats oh my to God. Tommy, his team, and his family. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. Man, Saudi he, Arabia, thank you as well. He said, I will be back. Then he goes, to all my young fans, I love you. Don't be saddened by my loss. Life is full of ups and downs. You just have to learn from your failures and come back better. Hard work, hard work, hard work. I will be oh, back. Oh, set him up, set, set us up for the rematch. Oh, no so, doubt. So they can try and get a bunch of suckers to do it again. You know, they had Mike Tyson out there. They had a bunch of people because Saudi Arabia is just throwing money at everything. Oh Live. Literally it's, print money. As, as, as soon as they get, as soon as they get a, a sports show, you know, me and you are out of here. We, you know what I'm saying? They give us $100 million oh to do a God. sports show. We, you know, I love ESPN, but, you know, you'll yeah. live. He you gone. know what I mean? Yep. So, like, it's one of those things. But, like, it's like the thing when Kimbo Slice came from the street fighting game. He was an urban legend. Yep. They needed him to win. If of he course. didn't win – you know, and, and and Kimbo did a great job in adjusting, but there's been other guys that came. You know, like he he came in and he lost to like a dude with fuchsia hair. He's like, what the hell is this? Just yep. supposed to be the baddest man in the planet. He got t- got t- taken down, and couldn't get back up. Like that lets you know that it was levels to the to the artistry of fighting. And I think that you know, it's it's good that what he did, but I can't give him credit for beating a bunch of wrestlers and MMA guys and. To him old and he beat a uh, you know yeah. 
Well, he's Nate got you, you, look. The, there's the rematch clause is there, as you mentioned. He's already talking about the comeback, so the rematch clause is there. He already said he's going to use it, so we're going to see it again. Yeah, and you know, it's it's all yeah. That's the problem. Is it's like, it's like when Conor the, McGregor. It's like Conor McGregor's like, oh, you know, I, I really beat Floyd a couple. I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that. Well, that's Stop. what's that always is the next thing, right? What what you have happen is okay. Now we reach a point of have you saturated the market with who you are? That's really where it's at. Is are we tired of seeing you? Yeah, you know that's how it always goes. At some point, you got to beat somebody that's a real fighter, and you lost to an average guy. Got to beat the real champion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you beat you beat an old ass Apollo Creed. You know what I mean? It's like he fought he fought a guy that's only got eight eight uh, fights on his record. Yeah, I understand he's you know uh, Tyson Fury's brother, but that only takes you so far. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see. And you know he he, he man he was overly confident. Well, I mean, like, that's been his whole that's been his whole <laughs> shtick, right? His yo, whole shtick st- has been. I think he started feeling the irrational himself. confidence and the arrogance, and that just was what made him so popular. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, again, it's going to sound old oh, man, but it's like it's just so weird to me how kids tend to gravitate towards that type of personality. When the older you get, the more you look at that, like man, shut up. Like because when like, you're a kid, when you when you're a kid, that's that's your alter ego. That's who who you hope you can be. Braggadocious. You wish you could be that, right? Yeah. You hope you can be braggadocious, loquacious. Right. Like it's the difference between being famous and fun. It's like who the hell? I mean, how many fans outside of the Clippers fans are Kawhi Leonard fans? Because he gives you <laughs> nothing. You're like, yo, this dude might be one of the top ten players in the league, but you're looking like, man, nothing. I can't, I can't, no. I can't rock with that. No, it's like, well, it's the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, meanwhile, it's like meanwhile, Nicole Jokic. Meanwhile, go, yeah, meanwhile, are you yeah. buying a ticket to watch? Like, are you running to the box nope. office to watch Nikola Jokic play basketball? Nope. The answer is no. But he's going to win a third straight MVP. Yeah. You're going to see John Morant, man. That was that was a great game. Last but you're going to right. But you're going to go there because why? Because he's got swagger and attitude, yeah. and he could dunk on somebody. Yeah. Like you know. But they are they going to win a championship? No, Grizzlies ain't winning yeah. a damn championship. You can and, see that. And I tell you what, but it man, doesn't matter. Watching yesterday, man, it just what? reminds you, like. What? Kawhi, man, God, when he decides to play. Oh, you mean when he want to actually like yes. lace him up and, and play forty six minutes? And, and when he wants to lock people down defensively, like he's on Jokic, like I got him. He but put that what? big old claw in his back. But who won? Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. Still but didn't listen, win. but but I'm confident. I'm confident that with the new pieces, with the Clippers, and they continue to get chemistry together. Uh-huh. Man, beating them in a seven game series with those wing defenders that they got. And listen, come on, I love Porter. But you know he what his badass back. He got that Larry Bird back, and he's oh, twenty one years time old. When it gets physical, yeah, and, and you, you don't and you don't and you don't get that rest. You know what I mean? You don't get the, all those breaks in between. True. So like, I don't know if you can rely on him, but he was. We know that he's a special player. Yeah, like I've I've loved him from college. You know what I mean? It's just his availability missing right. basically the whole year last year. Yep. You know he's one of these on again off again guys. So they got enough guys too on that team where they have been a good team, but they like they haven't done it. Yeah, and, Gordon, and that's what you wait for. And they spent money on Gordon to be a superstar, and Gordon is He's been a good I, I fit thought, there, though. Yeah, but, but I thought not, I thought I thought he would be. He's like a a poor man's Blake Griffin. Hmm. You know what I mean, it's not I, a bad comp. I thought Small I thought version. he I thought he would, I thought he would be a better defender with not all that athleticism. Comp. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's not I a thought bad he'd comp. Be, I thought he'd be more. You know, I'll tell but, you what. Did you uh, did you happen to, to to see over the week? It was yesterday, right? So the Rangers beat the Kings, but during the game, yo classless so Keandre Miller one of the defensemen and by the way like just to start off because obviously I watch hockey closely Miller 
he's a, a very likable personality. He's worked his way up to become a, a really good player. Like the story about him is is great, but he had an awful moment in the game. That so during cool. during like some pushing and shoving, uh, Miller is and video caught it, which yeah, is that, disgusting. That, man, so, that loogie was so big. Yeah, man. he he spit like bro, you, like, bro, you at, got Cole. He spit at um, Drew Doughty, the Kings. He's a great player, by the way, Drew Doughty. Yeah. But he put out – so he, the smart thing to do here. Now, he got ejected. He's probably going to face some type of league suspension as I well. I would give him five to ten days. Games. It's automatic match penalty when you spit on somebody, which, I mean, I would think so. But he went to Twitter today, and it was a smart thing to do. And he said, I have all the respect in the world for Drew Doughty. And what happened was completely accidental. Right, come on, man. He said, I would never intend to do something like that on purpose. It goes against everything I am as a person and nope. a player. I felt awful about it, and I'm thankful Drew gave me the opportunity to apologize and explain myself in person after the game. Now, Drew Dowd, he's another guy. He's a good dude. And, you know, like, by the way, but right after the game, he wasn't really thrilled about it. Dowdy actually said, I don't even know if I had – if I said anything to him. I don't know what happened. Bro, bro it he is says, you don't want to see these things in the game. Uh, and he just said, whether he meant to do it or not, I have no idea, but I was pretty pissed. They did talk after the game, and I guess they settled things, and – you know, Miller just made it clear, like, I don't know if that's – you know, sometimes it's like reactionary. You bro, just sit it, in there it and is, you just kind of spit. Man, no, hell no. But I'm not, is, I'm not taking him off the hook. I'm just saying. No, it, it is impossible to spit something that size without loading up. And, yo, you got it. You got – like, you don't have that much spit. I know it's cold sometimes when it's cold outside. You got – I didn't see him snort, snort up like – so that means that he, you know, when you're trying to make saliva in your mouth, we all know yeah. you got you got to close your mouth and make it, you know, you know, collect all that before you spit that out. Nah, that ain't no accidental. That's listen, that's classless. He deserves at least five games without pay. Five games? Yeah, I'm giving him five games without wow. pay. Listen, that's that's classless. It's one thing to do something like when you hit somebody in the back. That's in the heat of the moment. But man, when you sit there, you know, you know, you should always be able to think of not spitting on somebody. Yeah, I, I get – I certainly get that. I get that. And, you know, the league wants to – like, you got to come down heavy on this that's, because – trashy. You got to make it clear. Like, no, no, this is – it's one thing you just don't do Yeah, this. checking somebody in emotion, like trying to get retribution for teammates and you crash somebody to the boards, super dangerous, all that yeah. type of stuff. But spitting on somebody, that's a whole nother Especially level. Especially post-COVID. Trash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Post-COVID, man. COVID, yeah. RSV, swine flu, all that. Well, trade deadline for the NHL is Friday. The Rangers still sound like a team that's in pursuit, among with several others. On Patrick Kane, that's uh, sorry. the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm sorry about your. You know, looks like your general manager is going to take the L for you know your Islanders, man. What are you talking about? I thought they thought they were getting rid of somebody. In, you know, what are you talking about? For your oh, it's not. No, no, no. Oh, oh, you no Barry Trotz, the former Islanders coach, who's going back to Nashville to be their general manager. Because uh, David Poyle has been the GM there for a hundred years, basically since the beginning of the franchise, he's going to retire. Oh, okay. So Trotz is essentially going home. He was the first head coach in in Predators history. He's now going to go back and be the GM. So okay. that's what that is. Yeah. No, oh, no. The Islanders have actually been playing well. Okay. They've actually they look good. I'm pretty happy about what what they've got going on, right there in a wild card spot. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Well, Hofstra just put out a tweet that uh, they have uh, offered him. He has a multi-year extension. Now, how, about, how about to say, you know, you got to go ahead and put some cheese on the taco. We went early. That, right? So this CAA conference and uh, now Speedy's got himself a uh, – a couple more bucks in his pocket, a little more stability there at Hofstra as he continues to build it. So, congrats to Speedy. We got to get them all, man. When tournament time comes, they get you know, like like always, love talking to him. Great story. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number. We got calls to get to Bart Scott. Let's get to him. Arsenio in Rutherford. What's up, Arsenio? How are you guys? Good. So adding to what you were saying about Aaron Rodgers and him maybe having that approach if he was on the Jets to have, like, the uh, younger guys catch up to him when it came to, like, the mentoring and, you know, playing up to his level. If there was a team right now, I think that um, Barbie receiver room with the Jets, I really feel like they would embrace that challenge, especially Elijah and Garrett. And I think that would benefit them. Um, I like the idea of them trying to prove, you know, to him that, you know, he's up to their level because they play with that emotion, and I feel like that would just feel like fit perfectly. Bar, you agree with that? See, young guys, it's hard to read because sometimes, to me, young players might feel a certain way about, like, you know, the older guy putting pressure on me. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it used but, to – there was a time where a young player would come in the league and it's like, keep your head down, your mouth shut, and just work hard and earn your way up, and the vets, no. you know, lead the way. And now guys come in the league and they don't want to hear from a vet. They don't want to be told what to do. This is Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, this is this is a different case study, right? This is like Michael Jordan coming to your team. This is like LeBron coming to your team late in your career. He's older, but he's still playing at a high level. I mean, you just kind of being able to pick his brain as a resource is a very valuable. And the difference between last year Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay mm-hmm. with a bunch of young guys who's unproven, the Jets have young guys that are proven. So I feel like it's a level of respect that comes with Aaron Rodgers from playing with the offensive rookie of the year and Elijah Moore, who we know is a good player. And I, I would do one better. Because I think they, they're, they're going to move on from Corey Davis because of how much money they can save. All right. Bringing a guy over like Alan Lazar, I think, will be the perfect type of play, right? Because from that position, they want a guy that's big, but a guy that's also can block in the run game, mm-hmm. but also a guy that's a 50-50 ball guy. And Alan Lazar is that. 
And he's probably going to cost you only $7 million a year. Plus he also to $15 million a has year. experience with Aaron Rodgers, right? Obviously, Right. And whenever you have a new system, mm-hmm. you want a couple of players that can help teach the system and be like coaches on the field because that means everybody learns because you don't have time as a coordinator or as a quarterback to explain every play. But when you have a receiver, receiver guys can go over to the receiver that's in it and get all the information from there. Right, if you want to get some, you know, feel a certain position to get some from Hackett, and that's how you know that's what Rex did when he came here. He brought me, he brought Jim Leonard, Bring he brought guys. Trevor Price, right. he brought Marquise Douglas, he brought guys over that can, can that can be teachers because it accelerates the process. So I think that'd be a, I think Aaron Rodgers coming there. I don't think it's the same as last year in this situation. And with all that being said, he threw for more touchdowns and less interceptions than Derek Carr, and that's one of his worst years ever. <laughs> so let that sink in too. Yeah, and you're paying I mean, look, 150, and Derek right. Carr is going to want 45. Yeah. In the end, when you're comparing all the different possibilities, you always come back to the same thing. It's Aaron Rodgers. What are right. we talking about? John in New Jersey. John, what's happening? Hey, Bart Hahn, first time caller. How you guys doing today? Good. How you doing? Good. I uh, was reaching out. I was curious. I grew up in Colorado, so I don't get to ask too many questions about Denver sports teams. But do you think the Nuggets have a chance finally, first time in my life, to go to the finals and possibly win it? I mean, they've got the best record in the West. The best they've got player. the MVP for the third straight year. He's going to win it. I mean, it's pretty clear. Uh, they have, a, I think, a terrific coach in Mike Malone. They have uh, Bart always said, right, Bart, you always said you got to have pain first, right? Yeah. They have had the pain. They've gotten to a conference final. It was in the bubble, yes, but they've had that experience. They've been waiting for Murray to come back for a while. And took then, two right, years, two the seasons. pain of the last couple of years of just not getting over the hump and the frustration of where they've been. And well, now they and are not a well only that, machine. I grew up – I just want to, I grew up watching Matumbo when we yep. went. No, no, yep. no, no, no. Overcame the Seattle Supersonics, yep. but we never there can get goes. past the Spurs, and we never you can get Mello? past the Suns. Mello took you all somewhere. And now the Suns got KD, yeah. so it's like, look, I think are we ever going to get over that hump? Here's they don't have threats. the depth. They don't have the depth. And we, you we worry did. about their depth. You do. You do. But they've added some interesting pieces also at the depth. Like, here's what I'll say. You worry about you, your your hurdles are going to be the Suns because of the Booker and Durant and those are killers and they've Man, been there Chris and all Paul's that a, stuff, right? Yeah. Chris Paul's a hamstring injury uh, away. Yeah, His old but, ass always pulls something. But when the, he's Suns do, win. the Suns do have like the oh, the same question about their bench too. Because now all of a sudden you're looking at some guys, Andy. Uh, are you like TJ Warren? You ready to step up and play big minutes? Like you know you have that. But the other team that I would worry about if I were you. Is I would worry about the Lakers. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Lakers. Yeah. No, because listen, yeah, listen to the first round. Listen to this. If the Lakers Anthony get the Davis. eighth seed, if they get the eighth seed, that's that's yeah. a matchup that if you're the Nuggets, you can't want that. You don't want. Yeah. You no. can't want no, that I matchup. Don't want so, it. so, John. <laughs> I hope John, they get beat out in the play in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, it can happen too. But, John, I'll tell you, thanks for the call. That's what I would worry about if, yeah. that, if I were a Nuggets fan is. Man, do not give me the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, Anthony Davis matching up, you know he can he can defend you know Jokic at, at yeah. a decent level, and you know if no he does LeBron, actually. Davis plays well against him. That's what I'm saying. And, LeBron, and then it's LeBron, mm. <laughs> and they've got a good supporting cast. No, that that will be a, a real. I'll tell you what though, if you're if you're ESPN and Turner, you want that first round series because first rounds are always the toughest ones because usually those those the the best teams play the worst teams. They're not good series. But this series, that would be a really interesting series. Bobby's in Babylon. What's up, Bobby? 
Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, only one way this show could get better, and that's if Bart had played hockey. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'd be afraid to see anyway, Is um, it any intramural leagues? I'm looking for that Bob Probert, baby. I go ahead oh, and you uh, should get out there and try it, my brother. You'd be excellent go. at it. Don't give me no stick. I'm just uh, going to hit people. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wanted to say about the, the baseball thing. Yep. You know, um, years from now, we're going to be saying, oh, man, remember the good old days. This is just going to be another one of those things where you just look back and say, wow, I wish it was the way it was years ago. The hardest thing to do in professional sports is to hit that little ball, that, that, that fastball or that professional curveball. Yeah. That's why, you know, 40%, you know, they're, they're, they're heroes, right? But the bottom line is you have to give that hitter the best opportunity to hit the ball. And I'm just not I'm, – I'm a semi-purist, but I think that, you know, changing this game, it's one of the perfect games – if you love the game, you're going to go watch the game. What are they going to give you? Another 20 minutes to, to Google something or look on your cell phone? These kids don't want to watch the game because they're doing other things. They're, they're distracted. But, but, Bobby, that's, that's – that's all games have had to – all games yeah. have had to – just imagine if we would have let Wilt stay, sit in the paint all day. What that game it was George Mikan like. that they changed the rule about. It was Mikan yeah. that they had to widen the key because it was just too easy. You'd catch the ball and just just layups over you know six, six guys five, five. six four. Yeah. Right? So and also you have to adjust to to your fan base, right? You know the reason why well, the look. NFL. No, hold on, Bobby. The reason why the NFL implemented that. Hey, no chucking and all that stuff because the data said that. Hey, man, the game with people didn't appreciate the defensive games. They you know they didn't appreciate the. Uh, the 12-9 game, right? They want to see action because mm-hmm. it's always a percentage of your fan base that's not going to understand the nuance. They watch because they want to be entertained. Sure. And there is it, right. right. Sports the the diehard fans, will, and Bobby, you said it. They won't Those carry who you. love the sport will always be there. But the problem, Bobby, is, is while the sport you know, loves you back for being a diehard who loves the game, it also loves the surface fans who are there to pay the ticket for a little entertainment on a nice night in the summer, and they're really like they can't name all the players. They don't even know what's being thrown. They have no idea uh, about different the strategies. Rules. They're just there to enjoy. And and unfortunately, the reality of it is is that that's how you make your money. The more of the surface people that watch the game, and what they have seen over the last twenty years is that has dwindled, and the next generation has as well. So, Bobby, while I understand how you're feeling as a diehard, thanks for the call, the reality is we all got to evolve with the times, and that's what baseball is doing. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.